Welcome to episode 30 of On The Schmooze. Let's do this. Welcome to On The Schmooze, the podcast that highlights talented people from different fields, explores how they built strong networks, and overcame challenges on their way to becoming successful leaders. Now here's your host, Robbie Samuels. Welcome back to On The Schmooze. Thank you so much for joining me. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Howard Putnam. This week, you'll be hearing from me, your host. Every other week, I'll be offering my take on some aspect of networking and relationship building. These shorter podcast episodes will include practical tips and techniques you can put into practice right away. My hope is that insights from me and my guests will help you achieve the leadership position you're seeking, build and sustain your professional network, and find the work-life balance that works best for you. This week, I'll be sharing best practices for making introductions via email. Today's episode takes you step-by-step through writing an email introduction, so I encourage you to download the transcript of today's tips so you can easily reference them. Visit ontheschmooze.com and look for episode 30. Networking isn't about collecting business cards, it's about building relationships. One way to do that is to make introductions between two people who may benefit from knowing each other. Sometimes you come up with the idea to introduce two people. Sometimes you are asked to make an introduction on someone's behalf. Before making an email introduction, stop to consider whether the connection will be beneficial for both parties. If not, then it's probably best not to make the introduction because your aim should be that both parties are happy you introduced them. If you're unsure whether the more senior person would be open to the introduction, it is best to email them privately to ask. Busy people stay productive because they know how to say no, so don't be surprised if that is their answer. Give them a gracious way to decline. If you are the one asking to be introduced, save the connector a lot of time and send them a thoughtfully written and brief bio and a description of what you'd like to connect about. This will make it so much easier for the connector to act on your request and prevent it from becoming a to-do item on their already too long to-do list. If you put the onus on the connector, the chances of the email being sent is greatly reduced. Okay, so now that you're clear that an introduction is a good idea, take the time to write a thoughtful introduction email. Here are the steps. In the subject line, write e-intro. Bob Jones, and Mary Vantos. Include both names in the subject line to increase the chances of the email being opened. Add their company names to the subject line if at least one has a recognizable company name. In the first paragraph, Bob, I want to introduce you to Mary Vantos. Follow this with a sentence about who Mary is, how you met, and or how well you know each other. Mary, meet Bob Jones. Follow this with a sentence about who Bob is, how you met, and or how well you know each other. Always include last names at least once, as this will help both parties save the connection in their contact list. In the second paragraph, in one or two sentences, share how the introduction occurred to you. This is a nice touch, as it gives both parties context right away about why you thought they should meet. Have they already met? Mention that so both parties are reminded and no one is embarrassed for forgetting a brief prior introduction. In the third paragraph, write a complimentary but not inaccurate sentence about each party. Share their strengths and accomplishments. 
Include a link to each person's website, blog, or LinkedIn profile. When done well, this section makes it clear why they should connect and makes the idea enticing. End this paragraph with an explicit statement. This is why I think the two of you should meet. In the fourth paragraph, make a specific recommendation about how they should connect. Should they meet over coffee? Schedule lunch? Connect over the phone or Skype? Being specific will help them move to the next step. It also suggests how much effort you're encouraging them to make for their first meeting. Scheduling lunch would be much more involved than a phone call, so you'd hesitate to suggest that unless you believed that it is in the best interest of both parties. If their time zones are different, be sure to mention where each party lives so that is factored in when scheduling. And in the final paragraph, simply write, let me know when you two connect. If you're the one being introduced, make sure you close the loop with the person who made the introduction so they know what happened. This is often a forgotten step, but you can easily burn bridges if you don't circle back and they may not be so willing to make the effort on your behalf the next time. Before you hit send, be sure you're not accidentally forwarding an email chain that would be embarrassing to either party. Either delete the prior thread or edit it. And if either party has an assistant who handles the schedule, include them in the email. Okay, so now that the intro email has been sent, what happens next? Well, generally, the first person to respond to an email introduction is the less senior person. This isn't always the case, as someone with more experience might respond quickly because of their relationship with the person making the connection. Either way, move the connector to BCC, that's blind carbon copy. Then, in the first line, thank the connector for making the introduction and mention that you put them in the BCC to save their inbox. This means the connector will get an email letting them know that there was an initial response, but not be CC'd on all the subsequent emails to coordinate a time to meet. This initial BCC email is not the same thing as closing the loop about what happened. That should be sent after you actually meet. Another update should be sent if you two do some sort of business together later on. And if this becomes a valuable contact, such as a big client of yours, send a thank you gift to the connector. That will definitely make you memorable, and they'll be on the lookout for other quality introductions among their network. Thanks again for listening to this solo episode of On The Schmooze. If you want an easy way to save these tips, download the transcripts so you can easily print it or save it to your files. To get started, visit the show notes at ontheschmooze.com and look for episode 30. I want to sincerely thank all of you who've already subscribed and left a rating and review on iTunes. By subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes, you're helping this podcast get discovered by more listeners. Will you subscribe and leave an honest rating and review? Include your Twitter handle in your review so I can give you a shout out. It's easy to find our iTunes page at itunes.ontheschmooze.com. That's schmooze, S-E-H-M-O-O-Z-E. Thank you in advance. I look forward to connecting again next week for a longer episode when I'll be interviewing a talented professional about their untold stories of leadership and networking. We'll explore their career challenges, work-life balance, and how they built their strong professional network on their way to becoming successful leaders. Until then, have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to On the Schmooze podcast at www.ontheschmooze.com. That's On the Schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.